Welcome to the Guides Gone Wild podcast. What is Guides Gone Wild, you ask? This is where you'll fill your ears and minds with the stories of everyday, extraordinary women who will inspire you to take your outdoor adventure game to the next level. Whether you're starting your journey from the couch or the trailhead, this is the place for you, so let's get a little wild. It is uh, 21 degrees out here in Belfast, Maine on February 20th. 20th. Yeah. And... 2022 February 20th 2022 and um but it doesn't feel like it in fact we were just complaining about being warm because yeah because uh we uh yeah the sun is just beating down but we're getting ready to push off the dock nice so um so just bear with us for yeah, a moment okay absolutely okay all right if I hear so, a splash uh, I can't yeah. rescue you guys so be careful <laughs> So Nancy is going to get us off the dock. She's right now, what we're doing is we're putting in ice covered fenders from the dock. So the fenders, you know, that protect the boat from smacking into the dock are covered with ice. Oh, lovely. It's all part of the charm. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know what you're wearing on your hands. Right now our hands are bare, but um, I will be putting my gloves back on maybe. And Nancy, what are you wearing? Um, I have, they're like Gore-Tex, uh, um, what am I trying to, commuting, bike commuting gloves. Oh, okay. They're awesome. Nancy, they'll, probably they'll probably come off though, because your hands get hot. Yeah, Nancy is super, uh, she's got some amazing gear. She is a biker, a cyclist as well. And she's yeah. been rowing with me, I think for going on six months. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. So I'm just going to assist Nancy in getting off the dock. So Nancy, you can come to oars or, right. So what Nancy is doing right now is she is putting in the port side oar on the boat and we're going to walk up and she's going to untie the stern line because with rowing, of course, you are facing backwards, right? And you are looking at, you're looking at where you're coming from, what's, you know, what's behind. So when you, you're basically. going out, do you. Um, Nicole, do you basically sit almost like a coxswain and, and d direct her efforts so that she can row you out safely? No, no, this is a tandem boat. So we have two, there's basically two rowing stations in my Swampscott Dory and Nancy is in the stern, the, the seat that's closest to the stern. So technically she is behind me, but if you look at the orientation of the boat, she's, she's sitting in front of me. So the back of the boat is the stern, but with rowing, you know, we're backwards basically. Right. You're so, going in that direction. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. So she is actually in the seat right in front of me and she is going to be getting us off the dock. You want to make sure that you've got the button behind the oarlock. Yep. Yep. That's fine. Yeah, you're right. Probably we should tighten it. Um, Nancy is very in tune with this boat. She's been rowing it so much. <laughs> nice. Okay, so what we're doing right now is Nancy is getting us off the dock and she is backwatering us out um, away from the dock. She's doing a great job. And backwatering or back paddling is a lot like doing a push up in the air. And so I don't know if you can hear this, Jen, but I'll, I'll hold the phone up to the water. Nice job, Nancy. Spin us around towards the bay. Yeah, so she is turning us out towards the bay right now. And um, I'm going to get ready to come to oars. And Nancy is just rowing us along a little bit here. And so you're just sitting there and you have your yeah. oars up so that they're not in the water at this point. My oars are actually, my oars are actually resting in the boat right now. So, oh, okay. um, so I'm getting ready to toss my oars in and come to oars in the oar lock. There's different commands when you row a traditional wooden boat. And so when we get on and off the boat, we say laying on, laying off, and that's to just communicate that the boat could move or will move. And then, oh, see, there's some ice, there's some surface ice. We had crazy ice in the harbor yesterday. It was like 
being pummeled by ice. I couldn't even, we didn't even try to get off the dock. Yeah. Um, because it was, it was just, the dock was crowded by ice. Yeah. But um, there are just some loose bits here and there now. You know, it's interesting, these, these ice patterns. The bay here used to freeze over entirely, but that was a long time ago. Probably it hasn't freezed over since, since like the 80s. Hmm. But yeah, Maine, the average temperature in Maine, you know, several, you know, many, many decades ago used to be about 14 degrees on average. And with climate change and the Gulf of Maine waters warming, we don't see frozen bays anymore so but yeah we still have some ice around here that is yeah. kind of like hugging hugging the docks and clinging to the shoreline mm -hmm. and little bits floating here and there so nancy and i will be careful to not run into the ice i did go out for a row yesterday with another client and it was snowing lightly and the ice was going in the opposite direction and we did we did have one minor collision and so when you like yeah, I, I'm envisioning the Titanic here. So how big, how much ice does there need to be for it to be uh, a dangerous situation? Or how big does a piece of ice need to be? Well, I don't really know. I mean, the ice pieces of ice don't get that big here. So we call them like bergy bits. Yeah. So bergy bits, you know, they're just like little blocks and chunks of ice and they can vary in size and thickness. And um, this one, you know, it wasn't that bad. It was just kind of like a crunch, you know, we just sort of crunched up onto it. And uh, it was definitely not the Titanic. Yeah, well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. Definitely not. The damage, <laughs> any damage that was done was basically, uh, you know, we're okay. Just pull us over here a little bit. So use your right or, no, no, bring us over here. Yeah. In between those pieces of ice, yeah. So we've got two big chunks of ice coming up. Um, we're going to navigate through. Nancy is doing a fantastic job. So I'm going to join her right now. Oh, you're doing fine. So I'm falling in with Nancy, and I'm in the seat that is close to the bow of the boat. And what we're doing right now is we're just kind of skirting along, you know, the docks and marinas of Belfast Harbor. Yeah. Can you, hear, can you hear us throwing? Yeah, I can hear. I can hear some noises. Yep. Like squeaking. Okay, yeah. So is this and the really route that cool you would typically take? Do you usually, um, depending yeah, on the conditions, obviously, you kind of head out along the coast and then decide what, what you're going to do from there? Well, it really, yes, it really depends. You know, like this time of year with all the guys, today we can't go upriver. Even though the tide is coming in, there's a lot of ice just past um, the bridges. There are two bridges here. There's the Foot Bridge, and then there's the Memorial Bridge, which is Route 1. And um, we can't go upriver today, so we're heading out into the bay. But we stayed very close to shore, just a couple hundred yards from shore. Uh, that's really important. That's you know, a safety measure. Yeah. Even on a beautiful day like today, you know, obviously the big concern is if either the sun in the water, hypothermia. You know, now, right, because you're not wearing are you guys wearing dry suits? You're not, right? Oh no. Okay. Are you wearing dry suits, Nancy? Get warm very quickly. A dry suit can be very uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, right. Until you fall We're in the water. Stop in a moment. <laughs> What? I said until you fall in the water, but if that's not something that happens typically, then I can understand why you wouldn't want to wear one. Um, so it's not something that happens typically in a rowboat because rowboats are designed, a boat like this, Dory, is designed for Atlantic waters and waves and chop and all of that. Yeah. So um, she's very seaworthy and sturdy and probably not very easy to capsize. Yeah. How often do you guys get splashed? Does it depend on how windy it is? We never get splashed unless it's with somebody else before. So we're gonna take a break in just a moment so we can shed some layers because both Nancy and I are pretty warm. Yeah. Nice job, Nancy. Nancy is really thrown into being a very strong rower. Yeah, when you guys stop, I want you, I want to hear from Nancy, like why she started getting into this and kind of what, what her motivations are. Okay. All right, so Nancy, let's come to Oars. 
and I'm going to stay on the oars, call that binding the oars while Nancy uh, sheds a layer. And what we're seeing is so cool because we had a light snow yesterday. We had a little bit of a squall here in Belfast. So even though a lot of the snow melted with rain this past week and the wind and the warmer temperatures, we're seeing like this beautiful kind of sugar dusting of snow all around us. Yeah, I bet. And to our left off the starboard side is the town of Belfast, so Belfast proper. And to our right side, which is court side, is the east side of Belfast. And um, what's really cool is going by, you know, the docks, there's a lot of ice, uh, like they look like teeth on the docks. And then we just went by a mooring ball that's covered with ice. So ice is definitely a theme this time of year. <laughs> I, I would imagine it gets kind of tricky on the docks or, or do they, does the, does, I can't talk today. Does the Marina um, take care of that knowing that you're there or do no, you have gonna, to like, I'm where's spikes? No, they do not. on that. <laughs> Because Nicole takes care of that ah. <laughs> for all the dogs. And my son, and occasionally somebody I row with will help out too. But uh, yeah, that's the, that's the deal in the winter. So I'm docked at Front Street Shipyard. And though they provide maintenance during um, the regular season, which is made in November, in the winter, no. Okay. I mean, if, if, a, dock, if a dock broke or something like that, they would, you know, they would right. that. But right now, is that's interesting. Did they did they wind up having to keep keep a couple of sections out for you, or would they have done that anyway, or would they have pulled all the stuff that you have your boat tied to normally? They pull in a lot of the docks, but the dock that my you know my slip is on would have stayed in the water. Yeah. Okay. And do you wear like yak tracks or anything down to the boat just to be safe or sometimes yeah like yesterday i did because because the snow is fresh and there's ice you know yeah yeah so nancy and i are back rowing together again and tandem rowing is really awesome and it's a skill unto itself and nancy's job is to set the cadence and the stroke rate and my job is to follow her and that means i do everything that she's doing my blade goes into the water the same time as her blades and my body pinches back and forth with hers yeah and so that's called swing pull harder on starboard <laughs> what happens is we have a little western wind right now it's pretty gentle but the boat similar to a kayak does something which is called weathercocking and that means it turns into the wind and that was something i learned becoming a sea kayak guide actually um i was like oh that's what that is so yeah. when you row a boat the thing the important thing is, the important skill is to learn how to track, which is, you know, hold a course. And that's something that I work on with my clients like Nancy, um, where she has a chance to steer the boat on her own by pinning the stern of the boat to a static landmark, and then she can hold the line. Now, do you wear something like a... Like, I, I feel like you need a rear view mirror for that. <laughs> hey, that's very intuitive of you. Um, normally I do have a rear view mirror, which my friend Wes Reddick made first year, year and four months that I rode this boat, there was no mirror. And I'm sure you can relate to this, Jen, being a parent, you know, I have eyes in the back of my head. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, uh, I can, I can relate to that. So yeah, I would imagine, I mean, the, obviously your profile on the water is definitely higher than a typical sea kayaker, although you don't have the big paddles going up in the air. So I would think that that would be a bit of a challenge depending on the wind direction. And then if it isn't a challenge, then you got to remember that it is going to be a challenge when you're coming back and back from where you went. So yeah, that would be, uh, that'd be tricky. Well, not, I mean, more, more, uh, more realistically, I just, I know the harbor pretty well. 
and the shoreline. So since we're staying close to the shoreline, you know, you just kind of follow that. And, you know, you learn where the shoals are. The thing that you might smack into is like a mooring ball or a buoy. Um, and that doesn't happen very often. Right. And it's actually good practice because you kind of have to know how to deal with that. Right. And Nancy is finding a really nice groove here. She's really easy to follow. When we're learning technique, break down the parts of a stroke. And so the first part is the catch. And the second part is the pull through, which is really actually uh, happening by pushing your legs away, pushing the boat away from you. It's kind of a, a metaphor, but you're, you're focusing on your large muscle groups with rowing. So a lot of people think it's upper body. We talked about this last time, but um, you, you are gonna get a little bit of upper body, especially sculling, which is what we're doing, two oars. But what we're trying to do is bring everything down to our legs, pushing our you know, legs into our foot stretchers, which give us purchase, and our glutes. We're really trying to anchor those down to the seat. Right, Nancy? Yes. <laughs> well, neither one of you sounds out of breath. So I'm like not understanding this because by now I would be like probably throwing up over the side. That's because I'm not talking. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of quad and lower body uh, activity. It sounds like going on there. It should be. So after a row, you should really feel it in your hamstrings, your glutes and your core. Let's not forget about the core. And with some of the exercises that I do with clients like Nancy, I make sure they don't forget their core. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine <laughs> that. I would imagine that's important so you don't like mess your back up and stuff too. I would think, right? Well, the third part, the third part of the stroke. So we have the catch, pull through, which is really, you know, again, engaging your legs and your core. Um, that's what's propelling the boat. That's what's propelling the oars through the water. Your arms are really just implements to hold the oars in place and keep them, you know, moving, but it's really your legs and your core and your glutes and your back that are making those oars, you know, go through the water. That's the power. And so with the boat propelling through the water, really your legs and your core that's doing the work yeah you have it sounds like you've got Dancing, a nice really got it. yeah a nice really regular cadence going right now how fast do you think you are going well i'm not sure the whole speed of this boat is around 4.3 miles per hour so we're probably going a little faster than a 15 minute mile you know, and of course that depends on, you know, what the current is doing and the wind, but we've got a nice cadence going here. So I'm guessing that we're doing somewhere between a 13 minute, 15 minute mile. Nice. And I was gonna say the third part of a stroke is the recovery or the return. Return when your blades pop up out of the water and come back to the catch position. And we wanna try to have a relaxed recovery. That allows for the boat to glide. You want the boat to do her work as well. We're working hard and we want to work with her. We want her to work for us. So she really glides. You allow a slight pause at the start of your recovery, which again, Nancy has really adopted really well. Nice job, Nancy. You just hit wind, eh? Yeah. Even against a little wind, the boat is gliding so beautifully right now. So Nancy, why did at, you get into that? Like, like, why, when, how long ago? Tell me all the things. Like, how did this start? Um, a friend of mine sent me a link. See you, I moved up here. 
Okay, see, I'm not going to be as eloquent while I'm trying to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I signed up because I love being outdoors in winter, but I didn't just want to limit it to snowshoeing. Walking on, you know, I just, I don't know. It totally appealed to me. I love being outdoors. That was amazing. And Nicole's an awesome instructor. I mean, gosh, I didn't see that. No, but I think people underestimate that talent. But I'll tell you, being outside on the river in winter, you can't beat it. And the ocean. And the ocean, yes, thank you. We're far yeah, away so from the river right now, though. Um, Are you a paddler or yeah. like, what's your water experience prior to this? Growing uh, when I was 12 on a lake in Michigan, so I was about 16. Water skiing. Oh, I interesting. Don't have any salt water experience at all. Yeah. Just now. Yeah, I guess so. Well, now I'm enticed to sign up with the other org called Come Boating to uh, row with them in summer, hopefully. But I won't, I mean, I, I still want to continue rowing. Like, this is amazing. It really is. It's a great experience. And now I have to catch my breath. <laughs> that was pretty good, Nancy. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I tell everybody about promoting. I had talked with you a lot about it in the first conversation, Jen. Um, and, you know, it's so nice to have these options here. You can row fantastic traditional wooden boats. The pilot gigs are what, you know, promoting rows with. And those are the six person cocks. Big seat, wooden boats, sweep rowing. So each rower, three on port, three on starboard, has an oar. Um, and of course, this is a very different experience. This is two oars sculling in a much smaller boat. So 19 and a half feet as opposed to 32 feet. And, you know, but again, fixed seat, fixed seat rowing. Very different than sliding seat. Yeah, for so sure. Right now, we're about, we're about a mile and a quarter from where we started. We're rowing right by the Belfast City Park, which has a lot of history. There used to be a saltwater pool. Did you know that, Nancy? I did read that, yes. Very cool. There's a really nice little gazebo which is obviously not in use right now, but we're rowing right by it right now. And, you know, hugging the shoreline, but, you know, we're going further out to the bay. So what we're seeing behind us, where we came from, is the harbor. And what we're seeing to the right of us, off of port side, is the monument, which is a stone structure about a mile and a half, a little over a mile and a half out to the bay, which marks the entrance of Belfast Harbor, and which used to be a lighthouse. And it was decommissioned back in the 40s and 50s, but it's still an aid to navigation. And in old photos, when I was mentioning earlier about, Oh, hello! Hey, there's Jerry. Woo. Let's stop for a second. Come to Orton and say hi. There's another client who's out in her uh, kayak. Wow. Jerry, come say hi. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> I hope Jerry's wearing a dry suit. <laughs> uh, I don't know, Jerry. Are you wearing a dry suit? No. She will. She looks well garbed. Wow. She does. So in Maine, you know, we don't always. We don't always do that kind of thing. I know you guys are hardcore. It's so true. Here, here comes Jerry. What? You're going for a swim? Did you hear that, Jen? I did hear that. Well, I didn't hear her say it, but I heard you repeat Jerry. it. Jerry, this is Jen. Jen, this is Jerry. Hi, Jerry. <laughs> Jen's the phone. Jen is the, on the phone. The this phone. is Nancy. My. Yes, Nancy and Jerry, and then Jen is on the phone. <laughs> All right, Jerry, so kayaking versus rowing, like rowing the wooden boat. Um, well, I was hoping that they continue in the same direction. <laughs> I think we've just been issued a challenge by Jerry to race her. Probably, maybe just a little beyond. It's so beautiful out here. Oh, my gosh. I know, I'm so glad to see you. 
I'm glad to see you. And I said, nah, water's calling. Yeah, it certainly is calling. Oh, we're going to um, uh, Bay. We, oh, we will sometime, Nancy. We're going to Bayside sometime. So Bayside is about four or five miles, right? From Belfast, from like the public landing. So, so you're not going to Bayside today. Going to Bayside today, though we certainly could go to Bayside today. Um, and I'm going to take off my coat because I'm pretty warm, right? And have a drink of water. So we're we're stopped right now, and Jerry is just hanging out by the boat. She's taunting us, Jerry. Yeah, she is definitely. I don't think so, but you do now, right? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I am now. Yeah, about. So yeah, we're just floating off the shoreline right here. You know, just a couple hundred yards, and. Jerry uh, rose with me as well, and she is an avid uh, water woman. Obviously, avid water February twentieth, yeah. and you're running into people. <laughs> that like, well, that is a let's riot. Be clear about that, let's be clear. She's the only person that we have run into. The other thing I was going to say is that it is very, very quiet here. There's nobody else around, so we're I looking around you know, out into the Bay, Penobscot Bay, and there is nobody else out here, which is one of the wonderful things about rowing in the winter. Yeah, I was Jerry wondering about that when you talked it. about the fact that you were kind of going through the harbor, like what is it like in the summertime? It must be a little bit um, more well, chaotic. It's a lot more chaotic. I mean, it's wonderful that so many people visit Belfast in the summer and the fall, um, but it, it I, I would liken it to uh, the gauntlet of ice yeah, that I wrote you yesterday with my client, you know, it's really like an obstacle course. So well, and I would imagine there was probably a fairly well established pecking order and what and, and directions on what you're supposed to do. But I think the asshole factor probably goes up by about 100 in the summertime and people aren't always doing what they're supposed to, I would imagine. So that would get a little uh, anxiety causing or, or no, that's true. That's true. Um, it's the rules of the road that everybody needs to follow. But obviously, you know, smaller boats need to get out of the way of bigger boats uh, when you are in the inner harbor and you're in narrow channels. So um, our harbor master, Kathy, is so wonderful around safety and taking care of everybody. And, and I know that, you know, she has, you know, she wants everybody to be safe. So we're always trying to model that. And uh, come boating is also modeling that. So, and I got a really nice picture. I'm taking photos now while I'm talking to you. Nice. You'll have to yeah, send one to me Jerry. later on. Yeah. Take a little selfie of you the ladies in the boat. So I can, uh, that's so funny. You should take a picture of the three of you. See if you can get all three of you in one. <laughs> okay. Come on over here, Jerry. And I'll see if I can get a picture. Well, are you comfortable with that? Fine. Okay. All right. People. <laughs> I like the attempt of the asshole. Yeah, there you go. See, I told you she had a potty mouth. Okay. Oh, uh, sorry. I should have. I should have asked. Mouth. I should have given you a warning to put your earbuds in. Oh no, I'm good with it. I, I was afraid. <laughs> I was a little afraid of my mouth. So. Yeah. So she was asking me because I said, "Are you okay talking on camera?" So yeah, so I asked Jen, I asked Nancy. I said, "Are you okay with talking on camera or talking on Zoom?" Because uh, we're not on camera. You know, if uh, if she um, would be comfortable, you know, being interviewed by you. And she said, "Well, I've got a bit of a potty mouth." And I said, "I think Jen's got one of those too." Yeah, yeah. You're like, don't worry. <laughs> so Jerry lives right along the shoreline here, so she can just pop her kayak right in the water and. So you walk out, your you know, she just basically goes out her back door. Nice. It's nice to, you know, we both have easy access to the water. I've got my slip and she's got her, you know, her beach. Basically. So if you get, if you get out and about, and then all of a sudden somebody needs to go to the bathroom, you can just pull up and be like, okay, go into Jerry's condo. And then we'll be all set. <laughs> No, we, we can go down to Jerry's and she's gonna, you know, she's gonna give us some lunch. She'll bring sandwiches down. Yeah, nice. So I love that? it. Is that is that an optical illusion with the snow or is that a tanker? So there, so I stand corrected, there is another boat out here. It's a tanker. <laughs> tanker so is there's... probably about a mile and a half out from where we are. So it's it's a you know, big tankers come in delivering. You can row for just a second, Nancy. Um Big tankers come in and deliver and pick up various things. And Jerry was saying salt and oil 
and um, wind turbines, that sort of thing. Yeah. And now there's some dogs barking. And I think that's my friend's dogs, uh, Catlin. They're having fun. Yeah. So how far off the beach are you guys now? Just a couple hundred yards. Nice. Try to stay, we try to stay pretty close. As I said, that's, I follow, sorry, Nancy. I follow, um, I try to follow the guidelines that I learned with come boating for the most part, uh, you know, which is uh, saying just a couple hundred yards from shore, because obviously if something happened, you want to be able to get in there quickly. Or if one of us went overboard and I wasn't able to get us back on board, then we would want to um, head to shore and be close right. by. And we so really are right now, yeah. So give me a sense: is the tide going in? Is it going out? How do you? How? What's the kind of? I, I, I hesitate to call it surf because I'm sure there aren't there isn't a surf right there. But you know, do you feel swells? Like how does it feel when you're just kind of hanging out there? So the tide is coming in. It's high around 1:30 today. Uh, it'll be low around 7.30, six hours later, we have a semi-diurnal tidal cycle in Maine. And um, what it feels like right now is the water's pretty calm. So when I went out yesterday, and actually when Nancy and I rode together last week, there was quite a swell, which was really nice. It wasn't a chop, but it was this beautiful ocean swell. Remember that, Nancy? It was awesome. Yeah, so we have all kinds of conditions that we row in. Obviously, safety is really important, um, top priority. So like I said earlier, I'm following guidelines. I learned uh, with come boating in terms of winter rowing. So my several seasons doing that and as a main guide, I'm following safety guidelines too. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of people, and this is something Nancy and I talk about, just don't just doesn't compute that you can do this kind of stuff in the winter but here we are doing it yeah and of course yeah. and of course people have been doing this you know because they've had to from their livelihood you know women included rowing boats you know paddling kayaks you know for all kinds of reasons over over the eras we are yeah. moving along really nicely. So what I can see on the water right now is um, a nice texture, which indicates some gentle breeze coming out of the west by northwest. But it's pretty darn nice. Do you have anything to say about that, Nancy? No, it's gorgeous. We are rowing south. So we're rowing in the direction of Islesboro, which is just up ahead of us, Bayside. You know, we're rowing south. Yeah. And on a day like today, you feel like you could just keep rowing. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, how how long do you go out for typically in the winter time, Nancy? I, I have to tell you, time flies. I actually don't even track. Here, I'm going to I'm going to just stop with the phone by Nancy. Um, my lessons are generally an hour and a half. My Hale and Hardy row, which is technically what we're on right now, is a little shorter in the winter. But honestly, you know, if I don't have a booking right after, I like to stay out here with my clients and, um, you know, just really have a very full experience. I think you can get a lot in an hour and a half. Um, but, you know, in the winter, you have to take off the cover. There's a little bit more preparation. So it's nice to stay out in the water. Um, yeah. So, and then Nancy, I'm curious, like, so obviously I, how do you feel when you get home? Like, is it, does this like take it out of you the way that swimming does? I just, I'm trying, I'm like trying to conceptualize, like if you're exhausted, cause it's just so much wind and you know, the waves and all the outdoor and all the exercise, is it like, where is it on the spectrum of other exercises that you do as far as like recovery and how wiped out are you? Oh, that's a good question. It's exhilarating, number one. I get home, <laughs> you know, I have to tell you, it's, um, I cycle a lot. I don't cycle in winter as much because of the ice. But this is, um, this reminds me of the kids when I used to go skiing all day and then I come home and it was just, I don't, it's just a great satisfaction. 
all I've been outside. As far as wiping me out, I mean, I'm 57, so, you know. That means she's a badass. No, I mean, I, I yeah, I don't know how to say it. Uh, it's a I'm only 53, and, and I'm going to need a nap after just listening to you guys, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, many times, well, many times. The, the best thing is go out in the afternoon, and then we go for a beer afterwards. <laughs> yeah, Marshall Warps, Frisky Otter. Exactly. That's a, there you that's go. A, uh, a flavor. That's one of their beers. It's just a great community thing. It's a great... I don't, I like the socialization as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't, it doesn't like me out right now. So I think that Nancy captures that pretty well, but you know, for myself, I generally feel completely high after I do a row and I need that in like best sense. Yeah. I think it's a combination of endorphins and vitamin D and just the feeling of ruggedness in the winter. Fresh air. The fresh air, you know, all the beauty that we are surrounded by right now. It's just, it's a mind, body, spirit experience. And there are some days, you know, that Nancy and I do, you know, power intervals. We might do some of those on the way back. You ready for those, Nancy? I am. We missed those last couple of weeks. Uh, that's right. So, these conditions, you know, are really good for our building stamina and strength. Whereas the day where we rode last, we had some swells. It's more of a technical row to really learn how to navigate and manage those conditions, which were not, you know, they weren't too crazy, but still. But to put yeah. things in perspective, I go out for, what do you say, hour and a half or whatever? Nicole may go out for what? Another two more rows, depending on the day. Mm -hmm. We're rowing. We're rowing still with Jerry right now. Sorry, Nancy. And I think we're going to row to her house. Okay. And then we're going to turn around, and that's that's going to be ultimately close to a five-mile row by the time we make it back. So yeah, so that's that's a that's that's some hardcore. I mean, so that would take you. That would normally take you probably an hour and a half, right? Like five miles. Um. Well, I guess so. Yeah. A little under probably a little less than that yeah day, like today and i'm not the fastest rower either you don't have to be well it's strong it's not that well you're pretty strong so the thing that i've learned in my years of rowing with comboting is about um that's why the technique is so important that a higher stroke rate isn't always better doesn't always make a better uh row it's the stroke. So having a good hard pull and a relaxed recovery is something I've learned through comboting, and that's something I bring into my instruction uh, in my rows and services with Dory Woman Rowing. So yeah, I would imagine that Jerry's efficiency house. is important, like making sure that you do have the technique proper just so that you don't get tired, you know, like as tired and you can cover more distance and all that. That's right. So it's a tired thing, it's the efficiency thing. And it's also, we don't want to get injured. We want our bodies to feel good. You know, you ask how it feels after a row. And if you've had a good row, again, you should feel it in your major muscle groups. Um, you might feel it more in your upper body if it's rougher water because you might be muscling the oars a bit more with chop and stuff like that. So we're gonna head over to Jerry's house. Beautiful place right on the water. Nice. So what does it look like? What is What does it look like if you go up on the beach and then you come back out again? Do you do that in this kind of weather or would you need to be like walking it out a bit so you don't wanna do that when it's cold? On, on the beach, there's probably ice. So. So I can, I do pull my boat up onto the beach when there's not snow and ice, um, especially for some clients that have mobility issues uh, that may have challenges getting on the boat and off the boat on the dock. So I have, I do make accommodations for clients that have some of those challenges and there's a small beach right next to the public landing in Belfast. And you just, do you just wear waders in that case or? I mean, um, I always wear tall boots. 
Yeah. Cause but you, I would imagine you have to up. get a little bit wet, getting it back out again off the, just to get it ungrounded or I would imagine you have to walk out a little bit in the water to get it, the boat itself ungrounded. Well, uh, the boat has a really shallow draft. So she yeah. points in inches of water. Oh, nice. Um, okay. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's a sand gravel beach and I just push the boat, pull the boat right up onto shore and, you know, get the client situated. And then, yeah, I'm standing in the water a little bit, but you know, I also like in October, I think that was one of the last times I did that, you know, I'm going barefoot because it was so mild. Yeah. So Jerry Yikes. is waving goodbye to us. She's Bye Jerry. Jenna saying goodbye to you. <laughs> Total badass. I love it. That's just like, Say, oh my God. Yo, yo, Jerry, say goodbye. Hi, Jen. <laughs> did you hear that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So she's, she's in a section of Belfast. It's called the battery. I didn't even know that there was a name for this section. I know that we're right near what we call the point. Um, not the point of no return, but it sort of feels like that. We could just keep going. This is where, this is where I told you the story about Warren Island, Jen, with my son. Yeah. This is where, this was the point of no return. This was like, you know, am I going back right now um, and swallowing my pride or am we're, are we going to prevail? And of course, you know, the rest of the story. So, yes. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's beautiful here right now. It's calm, you know, so Nancy and I are taking a break, but what we're seeing off the bow is the bow is almost pointed directly at Blue Hill and Blue Hill is rising up over where Castine is like near Castine over to the east. It's like due east. We're also seeing Islesboro, which is probably maybe, I don't know, from here two to three miles away, seeing like uh, the northern tip of Islesboro. We can see Bayside right to the south, which is a nice little, you know, seaside community, uh, has a lot of like gingerbread Victorian era houses and cottages. And like I said, we're kind of floating right off the point here. Around the point is Little River. And, and again, you know, this, this part of the shoreline uh, is parallel to Route 1, kind of Route 1 follows this part of, of the shoreline. It's incredibly scenic. It's like, you could just sit here all day and, um, you know, just gaze out at this beautiful blue water. The skies are mostly clear. There's just little mackerel tail clouds, um, but the water is just gorgeous. So, it doesn't sound like you've getting, you're getting much wind. So we're not, we're going to get very light. on the way back, but we're, we're, we're in a nice lee here with the Western Northwesterly wind. It's, it's, there's kind of a lee here. The water's like glass right along the shoreline. So we're protected here. How, what would you say the same, Nancy, that it oh, feels absolutely. pretty calm? I mean, we came around, it's like no wind almost. Yeah. Look how, yeah. Look how so when we, when we um, progress back towards the harbor, which, which we're going to do in just a, a minute or so, probably when we go around a bend, we're going to get hit with a little bit more wind, but it's pretty calm because the wind was supposed to just keep laying down over the, over the rest of the day. And, and that's good because later on, I'm actually going out with, um, uh, boating. And oh, nice. I'm, I'm going to be coxing uh, a training row for a, a team that's going to haul in a couple of weeks. So wow. cool. I'm subbing in. So they, they compete yeah. all winter long, huh? Um, there's really only one race in the winter and it's that one. Yeah. Um, it's not really tenable to, <laughs> race in the winter because you know the conditions may not allow it you right know, in terms of being safe the whole the last time I did hull it was 40 degrees and glass like water and um and that was great because it's it's what's called the Le Mans start so it's a beach start uh -huh. so the team races down you know from their place on the beach down to the boat and shoves the boat into the water and the person in the bow seat has to be the one that actually does the final push and jumping into the boat. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So being, being a little bit yeah. warmer would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. So but, but I've seen, I've seen photos where they were like, like yesterday they were navigating, you know, ice flows and very windy and cold conditions. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. To give you the phone to Nancy. Well, yeah. And I would imagine that the, the ice is going to be tricky because that warm up we had last week, cause I, I actually, somebody, posted a video of the wild river up near where we are in Gilead and it iced out 
yesterday or the day before, just like all of a yes. sudden, which was, which was nuts. And obviously that's on its way down. So <laughs> at some point it'll be in the ocean. Um, so Nancy, what's, what's, where are you going to go from here now that you've been, you've got the bug? Um, is there, <laughs> is, is there a swamp Scott Dory in your future too? Oh God, no, 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 I, <laughs> no, I'd rather support Nicole and, and row out with her, frankly. And just, if I, I get to the point that I don't need as much instruction and we'll just do whatever with Hail and Hardy's and yeah, no, I just, I, I'll just keep on extending my member, my monthly membership. I love it. If we can, unfortunately, I'm pretty much limited to weekends because I work during the week. Yeah. So, but Nicole's been really super flexible. It's like, okay, it looks like this is going to work. I mean, in winter anyway. And well, yeah, I hope to do and Nancy has been very flexible because that's the thing about winter rowing. You know, the likelihood of rescheduling is quite high. Yeah. 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 I guess so that. Nancy and I have managed to go out pretty much every weekend yeah. for a long time running now. There might have been one or two weekends where we weren't able to go out because of the weather. I think there's a lot. Yeah. I think that's exactly it. Actually. Yeah. We, we pretty much. Yeah. And I hope to continue actually through spring and then summer early morning i yeah so what's the coldest day that you've been out so far nancy you know do you remember what was the coldest day that you that you guys have gone out the two of you oh it's all relative it starts out at 10 degrees and then you're no i think yeah. I did go out when it was really but we you get so warmed up i mean you're yeah like, nicole had its whole major muscle groups i mean you're using your core and regardless of how cold you're shedding layers. The important thing is take short breaks, get a lot of water in you, and then get moving again. And then when yeah. you come in, you put your layers back on and you're good, you know? Yeah. So it doesn't, I don't, I, you know, I've had to wear a face mask, put it that way, you know, to keep the wind off my face. Yeah. I think one day we went out, it might have been like 18 degrees. You don't think it was, okay. Maybe Obviously a little it colder. The, it, yeah. it could have been the wind chill. It was too. the wind chill. Yeah. Like we did back January, we went out for, a late afternoon row which just happened to coincide with the full moon you know the night before the full moon and yep. so we retreated to the full moon uh you know watching the moon rise yeah that must have been beautiful yeah but i figured i figured it had been cold because you know the last month has been pretty brutal so i'm i was assuming you hadn't been able to dodge that um entirely so well, the truth of it is, though, Nicole is very judicious about checking wind temps, <clears throat> excuse me, wind temps, wind speed, water, it comes down. I mean, safety is, is, is preeminent. And then you go from there. So I, yeah, I have no, if she says it's good to go, I'm always good to go. Nice. That is true. In fact, nice. I think Nancy has said, like, because I, you know, January was quiet for my business and you know february has picked up a bit it's still quiet um but i think nancy and i kind of share a mindset like you know why are more people out here <laughs> well you don't want to get too crowded you're already running into jerry like at the street corner down there so you're <laughs> running into the jerry the street corner i said you don't want you don't want too many more people out there i mean for crying out loud you're you're already running into your friends out there <laughs> exactly that's crazy that is crazy all right ladies well what are you any yeah. parting thoughts i gotta actually i'm we're uh we're heading out on february vacation so i've got a laundry and about yeah. 27 million other things to do but this has been awesome i'm like so excited that we made this work nicole you yeah, are a superstar I want to thank you, Jen, for your uh, your willingness to come out for a row with us, and I want to thank Nancy for being willing to share the row with you. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> Jen, you got to sign up, though. I know, I'm 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 totally coming up. I'm going to ride my bike with cool. you, Nancy, and then I'm going to go row with Nicole. All right. I look forward to it. If I if I survive the first activity, I will do the second. <laughs> but I think my uh, my fitness level's got to have to go a little ways before uh, before I can handle both in the same day. I'm afraid. <laughs> All levels are welcome. Exactly. I, I will ace that. I will ace the beer portion of the day, though. I can tell you that right now. I I'm confident in my <laughs> capabilities. That will be that will be the sweet reward at the end. It's a beer, and if you come at the right time of year, we'll get an ice cream cone. Oh, nice. Yes, but make me earn it first. So I love that. Good. Yeah. 
And we can also see Acadia from here, I wanted to say, just off of, now we're headed back, so. Wow. Starboard, yeah, I kind and of forgot about the part that your view changes too when you turn around. That's pretty awesome. Well, it's good either way, but heading back to the harbor, we get to see, you know, this panorama of the bay, Knobstown Bay. And of course, Belfast is in the northwest corner, but we get to see so much from where we are. And that is one of the benefits of rowing is, you know, it's not just good for your body, you know, the fitness, but it's the wellness of spirit and mind. Yeah, for sure. I bet that that is very, very, very much uh, uh, rejuvenating, I would say. Yeah, I love it. It yeah. is. Absolutely. Well, Jen, we'll let you go so you can head out on your vacation. Yeah, well, thank you. Have uh, have fun because I'm guessing this isn't the this isn't the last time this week you two ladies are going to be behind. Uh, I, I can't say behind the wheel, behind the oars. So. <laughs> This probably will be because it's also my vacation week with my son. Oh yeah. So, so you're going to put him through some more hell instead. What? <laughs> I said, you're going to put him through some more hell instead. We'll be rowing. <laughs> we'll be rowing. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. This is uh, magnificent. I'm so excited that you got out today. That's awesome. You want me to hold up the phone so you get a little bit of more water sound? Sure. Sure. Okay, I'm going to stop rowing Nancy. Just pull harder up for a little bit. Yep. All right, so I'm coming to oars and I'm just going to hold the phone up and hopefully not drop it in the water. Yeah, don't do that. Oh, nice. Starboard. <laughs> oh my goodness we're, 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 the what, wind the wind is greeting us and yes. this is what happens when nicole takes a break and i'm i just don't have her oh break. she can handle it she's, <laughs> she's being modest she's got it yeah, this is the fitness this is your fitness aspect of your rowing right now nancy you're doing your uh your hit workout okay <laughs> She's got it's actually the navigation portion of the of, of the row. Yeah. She's getting us back. Boat is very responsive. You know, when someone drops out, you know, yep. that other person has to you know steer the boat. Yeah. So, yeah. Part of the skills that I teach. So anyway, we will let you go. All right. Well, stop slacking off there, Nicole. Put your phone away and start helping Nancy. She needs a she needs her her row wing lady back. I will head back in with her. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. Enjoy, ladies. Thank you so much for taking me along. That was fun. Yeah, it sure was. Have a great weekend. And yeah, hopefully, hopefully I'll get to meet you all in person soon and we'll go for a little row. I would love that. We'll go awesome. out together. Absolutely. All okay. right. Tell Jerry to make me, uh, let's see, uh, hummus with um, tomatoes. <laughs> Oh, I think it should be a cocktail. So. I like wrap. Oh, maybe a cocktail. Yeah. Wraps and cocktails. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.